You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? Roll well. I'm actually, you know, some of the teams we talk about, like the Chiefs or whatever, like you might like the guests, but I'm not super excited to talk about the team. But I actually have a lot of thoughts and takes on the team we're about to discuss. So let's usher in our guest then. Oh, you don't like the guests, huh? No, I do. Well, like no, players. I think I, I, like I think Akiva, you're right because whichever team is on Hard Knocks every year, everybody has a lot of takes about that team because we yeah. get to watch, you know, the curated one-hour weekly version of them. Sure. Um, I've become a bigger Bucks fan just by virtue of the fact that all the Bucks players seem to be huge Game of Thrones fans in the yeah. final scene of every week's episode. Well, that's also it's on HBO. They're like, they yeah, I know. That's just guys. HBO synergy. I I realize literally that, a but. commercial for a Game of Thrones during during the episode. Yeah, but stars, they're just like us. So. <laughs> yeah. True. All right, so yeah, let's welcome our guest back to the podcast for the third year in a row. Um, he's uh, he's never been back in January because his team hasn't made the playoffs since this podcast started. But it's Kyle yeah. Appleyard uh, here to talk Bucks, and uh, and this year I bet he thinks he is going to be back in January. Kyle, how's it going? Um, if I'm not back in January, I will be highly, highly disappointed. It's going very well, guys, and I'm actually I'm interested to hear what your takes are as far as like the Buccaneers go on Hard Knocks because you have the outsiders' takes, I have sort of the insider takes, so I can kind of tell you guys the you're too the close to the, the situation, Kyle. We're gonna, I am. We're I'm right. I'm right here. I'm right in the thick of it. So I also see um, Kyle his podcast, uh, Word of the Bay podcast, uh, which is not just Bucks but all Tampa Bay sports, just did their 200th episode. Oh, we just did oh, our two, 200th episode. We're um, like 60 ahead of us. Yeah, I know. You guys are going to catch up real quick. We could I, catch I was up. just yeah. thinking that. We do do 32 in like uh, 32 days, I guess that's the name of it. But um, the yeah, so we may catch you at some point. Uh, 200 episode. How do you celebrate your 200th podcast? Uh, we just, we, we did what we normally do. We just, oh, we man. got together. We just talked sports and, uh, I, I, I thought about doing something big. You're some like kind a of Patriots podcast. Thing. You just keep working. Keep grinding. Just keep working. Just keep going, man. Yeah. Just do your job. Right. Patriots. Yeah. By the way, right, it's so, funny that we said, yeah. oh, sorry. Go ahead, Akiva. No, you go. You go. Well, I was just gonna say, it's funny that we said how we're excited to talk about this team because I'm looking at the power rankings I made, uh, you know, before we started this couple weeks ago and it was before Hard Knocks debuted. And my comment for the Bucks was, and I quote, a whole lot of meh. I can't think of any reason to be interested in this team. Maybe Hard Knocks will help. Well, it has. So credit to uh, the HBO editors. You know, I could see from an outside, from the outside looking in, how you would think that because the Bucks go out and get like a thirty-year-old guy in Deshaun Jackson, who's who's you know maybe arguably he could be past his prime. You got a quarterback in Jameis Winston who's had trouble uh, really establishing himself as a, as uh, the number one pick that he is. Uh, so. 
I mean, really, yeah, I, I I don't blame you for thinking that because there isn't a lot of star power on this team from before, like pre Hard Knock. So, yeah, that, that's a, that's a fair take. Yeah, it is funny. Uh, I I also think it's like because you know the the natural talking point would be like, will Jameis take make the jump? But I don't think people are like waiting around. Like if he does, great, and people will notice. But I don't think people are really waiting with bated breath for Jameis to make it. Let's talk about Hard Knocks for a second. As a fan, what have like been your takeaways from watching? And then we'll tell you, you know, the, well, the true takeaways. I was very resistant to the idea at, at first. I thought, well, this is a distraction. This is just going to be. And they uh, consulted with you before they agreed to do they, it. Right? They did consult with me, and I, and I was wholeheartedly against the idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the I, I I was not for it. I thought it was. I thought you know whatever. I don't like this whole thing. Um, I've warmed up to it obviously i mean this is this is my I, I i love hockey i love baseball i love football but the bucks come first and it's i get really giddy seeing these these uh people on screen in fact i was just watching the last episode and there was a moment where uh our offensive tackle goes up to Jameis winston his name is jr sweezy and uh they, they're talking they said hey man it, it's a failure if we don't score every play and they're like yeah i agree i mean it, it, we we got to touch the ball and we got to score and then before they part they just go i love you man and he goes i love you too and i was like oh that's how yeah. a quarterback and an offensive line should feel towards each other i i just oh i get so giddy and i get so like welled up with with tears i hate to say this but i just get like all choked up when i watch that show it's 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 embarrassing you guys you don't, i've you don't... always wanted my team to be on one of these shows so i know what you mean well good i well i, I was against it but now i'm all for it i love it and the, the the idea also like that uh this is your first quarterback that's done that Jameis, you know so Jameis, we actually uh, chester and i did six hours of uh three-part podcast like miniseries on like the greatest uh, 100 quarterbacks in nfl history mm-hmm. And uh, I also had like we had a lot of like team specific stats built in there. And one of one of the amazing things we found was that, um, uh, you know, Vinny Testaverde was, I think, is still your all time leading uh, in, leader. Oh, in passing yeah. Yards. Doesn't surprise and, me. And that Jameis is going to take over in just two years. Assuming he stays healthy, he'll actually be the, the team's all time. Don't you say like a, a few games into next year. Uh, do you know who's number two all time on the Bucks passing yards list? I would say uh, let's let's. Brad Johnson would be the easy answer. Let's say Josh Freeman. I'll say Josh Freeman. Yeah, Josh Freeman's two. I think Brad yeah. was three. Josh, uh, Josh at a certain point, took over all the records. Not ideal. Yeah, yeah Josh oh, yeah. Freeman took no, over all the records. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? You can't, you can't keep Josh Freeman out of the record books. <laughs> He's in the uh, UFL <laughs> record books. Oh, boy, the guy yeah. Play in the league. Um, yeah, so it is nice having it. But the ch- question Chester and I had is, do you think he's playing up to the cameras, James Winston? Because it oh. does seem like, like walking around saying to every single person in the locker room, I got your back, I got your back. Like, is he playing for the cameras? Is he like kind of phony? 100%. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And that, and that's just kind of the guy who I always knew that he was and he who he's always been. He... He ascends to this kind of stuff. That this is this is who he is. Like he's he's used to playing in that big stage when he was at FSU. He's he's the number one draft pick. He he's he's been under intense scrutiny as a college player. I mean, with with with, with all the allegations and all the 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 the, the, you know, the knocks against them. This is just who he is. He just rises to this kind of stuff, and he's used to being the the brightest star in the room. It's to me. Uh, well, how about this? So there's we're gonna have a lot of the the Bucks of the AFC of course are the Titans right the team that hasn't done it yep. yet yep. but people are are and probably a little bit more so because they're in such a bad division and you guys are in such a good division yeah. I think people are expecting it of the Titans and they expect the Bucks to be good but nobody's mind will be blown if they're nine and seven and they miss the playoffs or something yeah that's the, fair 
Uh, so that being said, would you rather, as of right now, have Winston or Mariota? Oh boy. Uh, see, that's that's a tough question to answer because I've I've spent the last three years with Winston and and I've I've seen uh, all the all the. Um, all the things that he has to offer as far as off the field and on the field. However, I will say I, I'm a, I'm a part of the minority in Tampa who still is just not okay with the kind of allegations that have been made against Jameis off the field in his college days. I'm still like not a hundred percent on that. Uh, and I've made that very much known. Uh, so that's why I was more for Mar- Mariota in the, um, uh, you know, in the past, but now uh, it's like what's done is done. Okay, you know, I I I can't see the Buccaneers being successful under anybody else but Winston. I, I, I that's a homer answer, but what what can I say? I'm a homer. Another thirty-two, uh, another hard knocks thing I noticed is that of the thirty-two coaches in the league, Dirk Cutter might be the most vanilla of coaches. Oh yeah, and he's he's, bar- he's like wallpaper on the show. You barely notice him. Um, so like, would you, do you like Cutter? Is it, is he just like, you know, a football nerd, like behind the scenes who's really well, game planning Do the players like him? Here's, here's, a, here's a little inside take for you gentlemen. So if you, if you watched the last episode, you noticed there was a lot of chanting during the episode, right? There was a lot of B-U-C-C-A-N-E-E-R-S and they were going, Jameis Winston. Yeah. 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 Yankee yeah. center field stuff. That is that is a group called the Stick Carriers. Hashtag the Stick Carriers, and they are mm-hmm. led by a podcaster here locally called Justin Pulowski, and he organized all of the Stick Carriers to go to that game to go and cheer uh, that practice. Now you you might say, what does this have to do with Dirk Cutter? I'll tell you what this has to do because last season, what Dirk Cutter said, he says, speak softly and carry a big mother effing stick, and. From there, spawn the stick carrier. So here locally in Tampa, he has a big presence. There's an entire movement named after him. Uh, so, yeah, I, I get how you would think he's vanilla, but at least here locally, that's that's a, it's a, he's a, he's a big deal. I was going to say, on the Bill Simmons podcast, uh, carrying a big stick has a different connotation. <laughs> Especially when they have uh, one particular guest. Um, you know, my biggest issue with uh, with Hard Knocks, and, and Akiva and I have discussed this on a couple of previous episodes in, in this here podcast, is it's unclear to me who their audience is because if you don't know a lot about football, you're coming away thinking that Jameis Winston is one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL yeah. uh, and that Deshaun Jackson is one of the top ten wide receivers in the NFL. Because that's – I mean, they say that explicitly. They say, you know, it always helps to have a superstar quarterback. And they say that over and over. Like, Jameis Winston is – Right now, I'm not talking about his potential, but right now, based on what he's done the last two years, he's not an he's not an above average quarterback in the NFL. No, and Sean Jackson is an aging small wide receiver who you know was not exactly like you know the jewel of the free agent class as they said on the show. Yeah, he. I think they get a lot of credit where credit may not be due because if you look at what of if you look at what a lot of our successes were last season, it was our defense and. This season, uh, including the preseason, what I've seen in camp, like the defense continues to just impress and press and press, but it just gets kind of put on to, to the shoulders of the the, the number one draft pick uh, quarterback, which I guess rightfully so. But again, here's another Buccaneers fan insider take. I mean, really, this has all been attributed to the defense. This whole nine and seven season, and the, and the only reason that we we're being talked about in playoffs talks is because our defense performed so well last season. I just saw a stat that. What uh, we, oh boy, I don't know exactly, but we averaged some kind of crazy high number of average points per game prior to our bye week, and then after the bye week, it just like completely dropped to like seventeen something points a game. Uh, defense, I, I really think that that's 
the 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 start of the show here, but Jameis gets all the credit. He's the he's the number one pick. All right, uh, let's ask our uh, our you know daily fantasy question of the day. Brought to you by ESPN.com. ESPN.com. F Yahoo. Uh, all right, here's <laughs> the question. Uh, so we okay. So Doug Martin suspended the first three games. Yep. Jaquiz Rogers. Uh, let me try that one again. Jaquiz Rogers. Uh, he's going to be the start of the first three games. Correct. Yes. Does he uh, have either Jaquiz Rogers or you might you you could see um, uh, the uh, Peyton Barber in there? Peyton Barber's or, done well in the in the preseason. McNichols yeah. hasn't really done anything. Or Snoop Dogg, running back, you might see him in there as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't scripted. Either. They didn't. They didn't really. Oh like no! It. Totally. That was totally organic, say, guys. <laughs> I'm sure he speaks to Snoop five times a day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the all right. So, uh, do you think Jaquiz Rogers could actually steal that job? Is he too small? What do you think you is going to happen? Long all reports out of camp and and in the preseason as well. If you guys uh, uh, saw any highlights from that Jacksonville game, Doug Martin has been outstanding, and this is kind of indicative of how he's performed. He's with a great Buccaneers. dancer, that's for sure. He, yeah, oh yeah, you saw, you saw the little broom stick off the side of the stage when he was doing the night midnight at the Apollo yeah. routine. Yeah, that was amazing. Uh, but you know, Doug Martin's always like. Bad season, good season. Bad season, good season. And and he's due for a good season. And and he's coming off a four game suspension. He's motivated, and and I believe that he's he's got some uh, contract uh, uh, numbers coming up. I I uh, I think Jaquiz Rogers is going to fill in well. Not nothing great, but I I would suspect that Doug Martin might be a good pickup in your uh, fantasy leagues if you're looking late rounds. Uh, yeah. Maybe looking for a I mean, guy to uh, put about fantasy the bench. for a second. It, it sounds crazy, but and he hasn't been around that long. But Doug Martin's twenty eight, and uh, he'll be twenty nine in the playoffs. That's re- that's really old for a running back, and he ran for two point nine yards per carry last year. Yeah, I I, I like the guy a lot. He he. A lot of people are down on him. He's had he's had seasons where he's been injured, and he's been, and this year obviously he's he's been suspended for the first three games, uh, but. I, I really think that he's he's going to have a strong season this year. He's going to continue to do what he does. I know I, I we're all I'm aware of what he's capable of, and I think he's going to have a good year. All right, let's move to what the about OJ Howard. He hasn't got a lot of screen time, uh, surprisingly. Oh yeah, no. nothing. Show. I don't think he's been shown. You know, you know, he has got screen time, but it was like it was hilarious because it was a part where they were like uh, they were talking to uh, uh, Jeremy McNichols. They were talking to OJ Howard and some other guy. Uh, and they were like, well, this is your first preseason game. And they're like, yo, man, yeah, this is crazy. Like, O.J. Howard, you played at Alabama. Like, you've, you've had multiple national championship games. Don't talk to me how important this preseason game is to you. Like, you've you've been there before, bro. Uh, but, no, he, you're right. He hasn't got a whole lot of uh, screen time. And uh, he very is very quietly looking good. I guess I, I can't say anything else about him other than just he's uh, – He's had a good camp. He hasn't done anything really wrong. Um, I, I suspect that he's going to be a big part of our offense this year as a as a tight end opposite Cameron Braid. All right, uh, talk about Gerald McCoy. Do you think he is like the show implies the best defensive player in football? You know, like is he? Uh, you know, would you put him above Watt, assuming Watt's healthy? You know, what, no. Give me some. Give me some Gerald Gerald McCoy no. stuff. I I don't I don't put him above Watt. I I think, but at the same time, Watt's a different position. He's a defensive end. I mean, he's he, he's uh, they're they're kind of more set up to make plays because they get a lot of those one on ones where the, you know they they can go around the outside. Gerald McCoy is a, a is a defensive tackle and a three technique defensive tackle at that. Uh, so uh, you know he's there to eat up a lot of uh, um, uh, a lot of blocks and he's he's there to uh, 
kind of disrupt the the middle for the the guys around him. However, if you guys watched the the second episode of Hard Knocks, this, I, I don't know if this is news to you or not, but I mean, this is something I've always known as a Bucks fan. Jerry McCoy is the best defensive tackle off the ball in the league. Period. There is nobody better off the ball than Gerald McCoy, mm-hmm. and you can see it every single game that you watch them. You just watch him. He just he's just he's so quick off the ball, and that's really the key to his game. Uh, and I think, you know, based on that, he's second to none. However, I uh, best defensive lineman in the NFL, uh, maybe not. No, I think he's I think he's up there. I think he's certainly top five. Uh, but um, the the best, no. Uh, I, also, why like why does Chris Baker have carte blanche to like destroy the kickers' lives? Oh, this is, oh, dude, <laughs> I love that. Why? Because if, they, if they need to explain, there needs to be a scene. And like this is like my reality TV brain, where like normally you'd see this. Like, does he have permission to do this, or is he like a starter basically? So it's like, are he's allowed to? Like, is it? Does this work? You think that was part of the free agent negotiations when they signed him this offseason? Like, I, I want like my thing was like, like we need you to sass Aguayo to see if he can uh, man up and uh, I guess he, he did like not, was is rooting for them to miss kicks and then like yeah. predicts out loud as they're kicking that they're going to miss it and then like celebrates when they miss it it's insane I mean okay so what uh you're a Jets fan and then Alex I don't know I don't know who you're for Vikings, you're a Vikings. Vikings that's right yeah so well, I, mean, I mean Akiva acts the same way when the Jets are lining up to kick field goals this season well, well, I mean, think on. about it. If, you're, if your kickers can't handle that kind of shit, to, or, yeah. you know, they, they can't handle that kind of smack talking uh, behind them, do you really think that they're, 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 they have the mental capacity to kick in the NFL? Well, I assume like, that's why he was doing it, but the yeah. weirdest part is how he celebrates afterwards. Yeah. Like, afterwards, <laughs> they've already missed. It doesn't matter at yeah. that point. It would be like, <laughs> right. it would be like if there was a guy on, on a baseball team who was like, I need to toughen up the middle relievers. So I'm gonna like trash talk them as they pitch and like throw. He's stuff just being a, he's being a jerk, I guess. But I I I kind of liked it because you know he th- there needs to be that sort of pressure behind him because I mean imagine the most pressure is that for the fourth quarter as the clock's ticking down kick and I mean if you can handle that then you can certainly handle Chris Baker behind you talking a bunch of smack. Yeah. Do the Bucks yeah, have I the mean, best? I just thought it was such bad karma in the Seahawks Vikings game this week. How Blair Walsh was taunting the Vikings uh, sideline after he had his 50 yard uh, field really? goals. Oh, you didn't hear about this? I don't know. He he hit a 52-yarder, and he pointed to them, and he jawed. And then he hit another 52-yarder, and he walked towards Zimmer and pointed to him and said something. And it's like, you made two two great field goals in a preseason game. Congrats. But, like, you're on a team that's going to make the playoffs. You have one very well-known playoff moment. It was a 27-yarder you missed. Like, why are you, like... Like, if you have any respect for karma, why are you doing this? Right, he wasn't. Yes. He wasn't being persecuted. He wasn't like fired. Yeah, that's the thing. The, it's, the Vikings were like very nice to him. I don't understand what he's mad at them for. They should have actually like ba- you know like banned him from the city or arrested him. They're just. They're, they're, I don't know. That's that's so strange to me. Kicker. Do the, kicker do the, drama. Do the Bucks. I mean, I guess at least amongst four three teams, do the Bucks have the best uh, you know starting linebacker set in the league. Uh, I don't know. Uh, again, I, I mean, I, I feel like I'm being a little bit more conservative than maybe some of your other guests might might be, but uh, I I am well, not down on their teams this year. Except are for they the- really? Yeah, because hmm. everyone knows that their team has no chance to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> There's 31 <laughs> teams that basically are irrelevant. I we we have a strong linebacking core, and um, I just think that like okay, so like a lot of a big contention with the Bucks fans is like, hey, is Levante David as good as Luke Keekley? And I would say no. I mean, he hasn't done enough. But uh, when you when you when you look at um, sort of up and down, I think uh, I think they're strong. Are they the best in the division? 
that that remains to be seen. But again, our you know our our successes last year were built on our defense, and and so much of what we did well was 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 on the back of the likes of Quan Alexander and, and um, uh, Levante David. So, yeah, I I, I um I I'm very optimistic. Let me say that I'll say I'll, I'm very optimistic about this linebacking core. Do you have a hard time rooting for Brent Grimes. <laughs> You know, Miko's been on our podcast before. Are you we really interviewed her? Yeah, yeah, she mentioned that last year. I she was that. very she. The, fun, I, here's a, she would not. Let's just say she would not come on our podcast. We made this exact same joke last year, Akiva. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. No way. She. Um, By the way, I, mean, I, I made the joke last year that you just made this year, Akiva. Go listen That's to last year's podcast. I made the joke last year. She agreed to come on, right? And so, like, we we were like, okay, cool. And then, like, we we settle on time, so we Skype her. And we Skype her, and like she's very clearly at like a, a drive-through or like a like a Carl's Jr. or something, and she's like ordering, and mm-hmm. then like she says like, uh, she 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 says to us like, who is this? And I'm like, hey, it's it's Kyle. Where are the bay? And like she's like, oh, and she proceeds to be very cool. Yeah, I, I I liked her a lot. Um, can I say something that's gonna like backfire on me for sure in like oh, real sure. life or something? I'm skeptical of any guy who marries a woman who is like eight or more years older than them. Is she is are they really is that yeah, she, yeah she's eight years older than him I think oh really so yeah. are you throwing some shade at the uh, uh, president of France yeah for sure yo he's a great, <laughs> where, married like where you pull like, that from married is like a great teacher what do you mean yeah his wife is thirty years older than him <laughs> yeah no he's that's insane I, I I'm I'm skeptical of of both the man and the woman in this scenario <laughs> and I'm sure we have a couple listeners who are like that and you know whatever you know you're weird it's okay um yeah so Brent Grimes we don't like Miko we don't like Brent. Uh, Vernon Hargreaves, I kind of like though. He's he's becoming a good player. By the way, why don't you like Brent? What's uh, like what's what's your? Uh, he's old. No, and well, he's... we don't like Miko. And his wife is oh, his okay. wife's an anti semite. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I th- I I think Brent is. Uh, uh, I think he's on track to to at least do as well as he did last season. I mean, he's getting older, but yeah. everything I've seen in camp and preseason, he's been he's been doing well. Are you ready for America's uh, favorite re- recurring segment, the roster game? Pick a number between zero and one hundred, please. Oh. I'll pick number uh, 48. 48. I wonder, if, do people pick thinking that they're going to get, like, the number? I don't know. I don't know. What I was trying to pick away from, like, numbers that I did know. Okay. Uh, Kendall Beckwith. Who is he? Oof. No idea. Okay. Let me, uh, well, I'll make a guess. Uh, he is a uh, – he is a uh, – he's a white guy. No. Nope. Special teams. No, he's not white. He's a safety no. No. Oh, shit. No. He is a, uh, he's a linebacker from LSU. He's a rookie. I assume if you don't know him, he's an undrafted free agent. Oh, oh, no. I'm sorry. No, we've drafted him. We drafted him with our fourth round draft pick. Okay, yeah, yeah. So out of LSU. He's going to make the team. Oh, boy. Wow. Right. I just look, I just looked very foolish. Foolish. Well, I made I made the same joke we made two years in a row, so. Okay. You don't have to be you don't have to be too upset. Um all right, Chester, do we have an over under for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year? I have a feeling we know where our friend Kyle's going to be going, but let's give him the number and see. Uh... Sure. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over under is eight and a half, coming off a nine and seven season. Okay. Are you going over or under? Oh, am I? Go- oh, oh, this is for me. I- I'm going over eight and a half. <laughs> yeah, not a big surprise. You, you think? Like, I, I think that's perfect. Think I think sure? they're about an eight, eight, nine, and seven team. Yeah, eight and eight and a half. Uh, I'm kind of bullish. I would go. Eight. I don't think that there's any chance they go twelve and four. To be honest. But I do think, like, unless Jameis gets hurt and we have to see Ryan Fitzpatrick's stupid beard, I think they're for sure going to go at least 8-8. Eight and eight. So, to me, I, I'm happy going over with, the, you know, a very good chance of uh, hitting 9 or 10 wins. 
Yeah. 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 Akiva, you you are slightly higher than them than I am. You had them number thirteen in your power rankings, and I had them number fifteen. So that's pretty. And uh, just like we had with with Houston and Cincinnati, how we reversed ourselves, and so they were tied. Uh, we do the same thing with Tampa Bay. There's a team in the NFC who um, I have a 13 and you have a 15. That's the Arizona Cardinals. So Tampa and Arizona are tied at 13 each. Okay. Oh, that's uh, – I, 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 Do you think they're going to win the division, Kyle? Oh, boy. That's that's going to be a tough one. I mean, for as, for as much crap as Falcon fans get and, and, and Carolina, even for the disappointing season that they had last year, they're still really, really good teams. And uh, I, I feel like a lot of Bucks fans are laughing at Atlanta um, having lost the Super Bowl, but they <laughs> they seem to forget that they went to the Super Bowl. So right. we're beating the Patriots by 25. That's like yeah. kind of impressive. It's, it's, By the way, one of the most irritating things to me about Hard Knocks to come back to that is the fact that we have to see that stupid uh, Lombardi trophy that the Bucks have so many times. Because, like, <laughs> I'm a Vikings fan, and so the fact that, like, your shitty franchise, who was, like, a joke for most of its existence, has one of those and mine doesn't, it really grates on me. No, it's it's great. Like, it's funny because, like, all these teams, like, prominently display their Lombardis, and you forget yeah. there's, like, eight teams that don't have them, and, like, those yeah. teams are pathetic. Oh, I don't forget, Akiva. I don't forget. <laughs> like, but even the Jets, we, we, like... The, the Jets you have articles draft. like we, you know, like the the players wanted the Lombardi closer to the field, you know. So they... <laughs> if, uh, yeah, if I mean, you... listen. When I was growing up in the '90s, the NFC uh, uh, Central, as was called at the time, was Vikings, North, Packers, yeah. Lions, Bears, and then like a complete joke. Like that orange team in Florida, they didn't belong geographically, they didn't belong on the field, they were just an embarrassment in all ways. Um, hey, yeah, fun, and now fun they, fact. You know, I, uh, I I I've stood on Del Mabry as a child with T-shirts that said "F Minnesota" as uh, <laughs> as the as the buses were coming into the uh, the stadium. So it was it was. Yeah, finally what was the final outcome of that of that game? I would guess it was like twenty-seven to ten or something. I don't know. Like, Remember your best season? We beat you. Uh, yeah, once, in the ninety-eight uh, season, yeah. the fifteen-to-one season, the Bucks were the only team to beat the yes, Vikings. Yes, we were. I was at that game. I loved it. Yeah, I think twenty-seven, twenty-four. Was that it? Something like that. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was too young. I, I knew that team inside and out. <laughs> um, all right, Kyle. So thanks so much for coming on, on again. Perhaps we will speak to you in January. But I hope so. If not, we'll speak to you for the fourth straight year, hopefully in 2018. <laughs> all right, Keith. So so that's the box. Uh, should we jump right to the Cardinals now? Yeah, let's do Cardinals. All right. And let's swap to the team tied with them at 13th in our power rankings because I have them 13 and you have them 15, and that's the Cardinals. All right. My head spin. Yeah, it seems basically like, um, you know, you're looking forward a little bit. I'm looking backward because, you know, the Cardinals obviously an older team, better a couple of years ago, whereas the Bucks are a younger team. Maybe you're more influenced by hard knocks. No, I mean, I, I you know, I, they're pretty similar. I think they're, they're you know, I, obviously the narrative is that one of these teams is on the up and one is starting to slide. But they're, you know, they're two teams that probably aren't going to win the Super Bowl, but have a good chance of making the playoffs. And maybe they'll be fighting for one wild card spot. All right. Now. Uh, the consensus worst guest that we've ever had on this show, I think, according to you and me and the listeners, was the uh, the Cardinals guest that we had uh, for the last two years. Is that correct? Without mentioning him by name. Yeah, well, no, we had a Titans guy on to the first one I think we ever did. The first episode in the podcast hit oh, yeah. really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he wasn't great either. Um, uh, he hated Marcus Mariota with a passion. Um, but anyways, yeah, so um, our Cardinals fan was pretty bad, but you and I don't know that many Cardinals fans. Uh, once upon a time, Will, Le- Will Leitch participated in the uh, 32 fans uh, in 32 days gimmick for the Cardinals. But uh, we went far and wide, and we had to go all the way across the ocean to find a, a good Cardinals guest this year. And so uh, we yeah. have, fl- yeah. So we have flown to England. The team with like the fewest fans in America probably has the most fans in England. 
Well, uh, here's at least one. Joining us today to talk Cardinals is Tom Donlin from the uh, British Bird Gang. So, Tom, uh, welcome to the podcast. Good afternoon. So, let's ask the first question. I guess it's afternoon for you. That's true. So, the first question I have for you is, um, you, you live in England. How did you become an Arizona Cardinals fan? Well, it's a short story, actually. I, I bought Madden in 09 back in 2008 when I first got into the NFL. And on the superstar mode, the Arizona Cardinals drafted my character. So I thought that was a good reason to choose them as my team. Then it also helped the, the play in red, which happens to be the same color as my football team. So, yeah. And which one is that? Crew Alexandra. Probably never heard of them. Okay. Um, I, I'm a Liverpool fan who also wears red, but uh, I have... Um uh, yeah, so it was actually good timing because the Cardinals, as I'm sure you now know, have been historically inept for 70 years, but uh, they made a Super Bowl uh, shortly after you uh, you joined their fandom. Yeah, but not, you've not been back since, so I'm just waiting for that to happen again. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it might have been like this every year. How, well, how are you feeling coming into this season? Well, I think this season we've got a decent team being put together. Um, yeah, last year was pretty much a disappointment. So hopefully this year won't be anything like that. And I guess it, it really starts at quarterback with Carson Palmer. You know, two years ago, obviously, he plays at an MVP caliber level, and the Cardinals are really good. Even the year before that, um, you know, they start out 6-0 and with Palmer, and then he gets injured and things sort of sputter. So this team seems to be really dependent on a good performance and the health of Carson Palmer, which is a risk considering how old he's getting and sort of, you know, how his career has gone other than that one renaissance year in 2015. Yeah, it's a fair way to look at it. I mean, this could be his last year as well, given his age. So it's his last year, meaning that uh, things might go really badly? or I think he might hang up his boots at the end of this year. <laughs> so you don't sound like you're that confident about him this season. I, I think he might have a good year, but it might be his last year. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And we've not got anyone really to take <laughs> over from him. So it's this year or bust, really. Well, what do you do? Because you're not going to be bad enough to get like a top 10 pick, right? Yeah, I don't think we're that bad. Like what's, the, what's the solution after Palmer? Well, who's his backup right now? At the moment, it's Drew Stanton. But it really should be playing Gabbard. All right, so Drew Stanton, neither Stanton nor, nor Gabbard are, are I, I think you'd agree, are the quarterbacks of the future. So they really, the, the answer to 2018, you're saying, is not probably on the roster right now. Probably not, no. So does this feel like the last chance, really, for this Cardinals team, then? I think it could be, yeah, because... We've got Carson Palmer getting old. got Larry Fitzgerald as well. And Bruce Arians, he's had his issues. So it could be the last year for all three. You think Arians oh, so retire? Oh, wow. I mean, I hope that's not the case, but it could be. Worst case scenario. Let's talk about the weapons that Palmer has for a second. So obviously you have, you know, arguably the best or one of the best two or three running backs in the game. Um, who You know, the Cardinals almost got by accident, I think, because, um, you know, at least from wait they weren't on hard knocks key they were on the uh, amazon show right yeah they were on they were on the amazon show all or nothing tom did you watch that i did yeah it was a good show it was a really good show and they they picked the right season because the uh cardinals played some great games in 15 yeah but it made it clear that david johnson was sort of acquired by the cardinals by accident they didn't really know what they had in him but but let's talk about the receivers for a second. So so you know coming into last season, it's thought of as the Cardinals have three really good receivers, you know just a plethora of riches there. Uh, John Brown, 
sort of a, a just a disaster season after the year before we had like nine touchdowns or something he really no showed uh, michael floyd obviously even worse on the field off the field uh, ironically he ends up with a super bowl ring because he spent like five seconds in new england um so so now you guys other than fitz it's i guess john brown gets another chance they have a uh, jaron brown behind him and jj nelson a lot of guys with a lot of speed and downplay potential but they haven't really showed up yet so i mean do you see another receiver emerging other than fitzgerald well they've had jaron brown he's made it up to He's starting opposite from Larry Fitzgerald at the moment, so it'll be them two. Hopefully John Brown, if he gets his injury issue sorted. JJ Nelson just needs to be marked. So you think J- so Jaron Brown is starting ahead of John Brown? He is at the moment, yeah. He was this past week. By the way, named him. what is with this team having guys with the same... Like, they have multiple Browns at wide receiver, multiple Johnsons at running back. It's very confusing. They've got Williams as well. Several Williamses. <laughs> It must be how they scout them, I think. Just a name. <laughs> it makes it easier, yeah. For, I do like the name Smoke. I think Smoke Brown for John Brown is one of the best nicknames in the NFL. Yeah, but he hasn't really justified it. Uh, it, it and also, there's not really anything at tight end, right, past the, the aging receiving crew, core. Like, there's really, you know, who who's the top tight end? Jermaine Gresham? Yeah, that's right. And then there's Troy Nicholas behind him, but he spends more time off the field than on it. Right. There's a Ricky Seals-Jones. I'm not... Uh, is he going to make the team? I'd be surprised if he does. I don't think he's made much progress in preseason. And he's not done... He's not, like, shown up in any of the games. All right, Besides, let's, like, let's move, one or two catches. Let's move to the front seven. A lot of names that people would know, like Deion Buchanan, Carl Stansby, and Chandler Jones. But how does the front seven look? Do you think this is, like, a top ten unit? Is this one of the strengths of the team? I think with Calais Campbell gone... That might not be the case anymore. The front seven's pretty much... Well, we've got Carlos Dansby came back in. He'll be probably starting along with Dean Buchanan if they're both healthy, which they haven't been in the moment. And they added Hassan Reddick also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was their first-round pick. He's been starting with Buchanan being on the PUP list. And what about in the secondary? You uh, you lost Tony Jefferson and Marcus Cooper, right? They added Antoine Bethay. Yep, and also I, I, guess, I mean the real question the real question is Honey Badger's health, right? Probably. Yeah, pretty much. But he's been having a good preseason, so hopefully that carries on into the season and he stays injury free. Yeah, we keep coming back to injuries. I just think that's really like the what's going to define things for this team. You know, the quarterback play could be the difference between eleven and five and six and ten, just if Palmer's healthy and, and playing well. And, you know, just across the board, especially as the team's getting older, they're, they're, they're so dependent on health more than just about any team we've discussed. Yeah, it does seem that way. Didn't think about that before. What, what about Scooby Wright? He was such a good player in college. How's he looking? Is he making the team? I think he'll make the team, yeah. I do like the name Scooby. All right, um, Tom, let's, are you ready for America and possibly now England's favorite game <laughs> show? And that is, that's the roster game, Tom. All you have to do is pick a number yep. between 0 and 100. Any number. Any Excuse number me. between 0 and 100. <laughs> 89. 89. All right. Tom, tell us everything you know about Britton Golden. Uh, Britton Golden, okay. He's a wide receiver. Yeah. His name is Britton. Come on. <laughs> that, by the way, that was a total coincidence. I'm not even smart enough to have made that connection. Well, he's a wide receiver. Last year, he ended up playing some cornerback due to injuries. More injuries again. Wow. 
Um, he's got deep threat. The Cardinals are so anonymous, I didn't even realize they had a receiver playing defensive back. I thought he actually played it in-game, but he was, like, practicing there. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, so, Britton Golden from West Texas A&M, where if you can't get into Texas A&M, you probably shouldn't go to college. But if you want to go to college, go to West Texas A&M. Yeah, I never heard of West Texas A&M. All right, let's do the schedule game quickly with Tom, okay? Okay. Tom, we're going to throw the 2017 schedule at you. You just tell us if it's going to be a W or an L, okay? All right, week one. The, the Cardinals actually start with two games on the road, so in Detroit in week one. W. All right, and then in uh, Indianapolis in week two. W. All right, so 2-0 and on the road, and then you come home Monday night football, home opener, not till September 25th, hosting the Cowboys. W. So three oh, wow. wow. Very confident, Tom. He was hiding his confidence. Uh, hosting the Niners, week four, to get to 4-0. I said W for that. Oh, my gosh, Tom. 4-0 in Philly the next week. I'll give it an L. It last went somewhere. Okay, finally. So it's, we're not going 16-0 this year. No. 4-1, hosting the Buccaneers. I said double you. Wow. Five and one, and then you go to Jared Goff and the Rams. That's the one in Twicken that is, so I'd be hoping for a double you there. Cardinals Rams, always tough, right? I'd hope for a double you there, yeah. So you're saying that's a win? Yeah. You're gonna be six and one at the at the bye week. That's crazy. Carson Palmer, he's not he's not retiring, he's the MVP at this point. Alright, so you go to the Niners after the bye. You give Bruce Arians two weeks. What happens? A W. It's a Niners. Oh, my gosh. You're going to win. You're going to sweep the Niners. Yeah. So that's you're 7-1? and one? I mean, if they're not sweeping the Niners, they have no chance at the playoffs. Well, fair enough. Uh, all right, so uh, short week, you come home. Seahawks on, on uh, Thursday Night Football in Arizona. L. That's an L. Yeah. Okay, so 7-2. and two. Uh, Tom, have you ever been to a Cardinals home game? I haven't, no. You haven't. Do you plan on... Is it on the to-do list? Is it on, is it on the bucket list? It's definitely on the to-do list, yeah. Wait, what team do you support in, in the Premiership, if any? I don't follow any in the Premiership. I just like watching football. Oh, okay. Too bad, because you're, you're speaking to a lifelong Newcastle Magpies fan. Um, well, he told us the name of his team, but we never heard of it, because we're ignoramuses. What's his team? Crew Alexandra. Oh, I've heard of Crew. Oh, they're in, like, the third division, no? League 2, so... Like the fourth division, basically, yeah. League two, that's the uh, fourth division. Wow, yikes! But if they ever make it, watch out. Um, all right, so seven and two going to Houston. Short, uh, long, long week. Ten days off after the Thursday night game. I say double E for that. Eight and two, and then guess what? The thing every eight and two team wants: a three-game easy homestand, hosting the Jaguars, Rams, and Titans. What do you think about that three-game homestand? I'll say two and one in that. I think the Titans might be us. Oh, the Titans beat you guys. Okay. Yeah. You're not. You're ten and three. You're heading towards by territory. You go to Washington to play the R words the next week. I'll give it out there. All right. So ten and four. Another NFC East team. This one's at home against the Giants. I'll say double you. I think. Oh, Eleven and four. Do you think? You think 12-4 and four gets you a bye? Probably does in the NFC, right? I'd say so, yeah. All right, but you go to Seattle. You already lost them at home. 
This game probably matters for Seattle also. You know, you're 11 and 4. If they're 11 and 4, 12 and 3 or 10 and 5, then it's pro- it could be for the division. Yeah, give us an outlet. All right. So, you go 11 and 5. Pretty, you know, tough second half of the season. You go I think 7 and 1 and 4 and 4. But 11 and 5 should be good for a playoff spot. Only uh one team ever has missed the playoffs at 11 and 5. The Patriots. Yeah, just just the Castle Patriots. So yeah, so the Cardinals are over under eight and a half. So you are definitely going over on that. Yeah, definitely going over on that. All right, and uh, Tom, I want to go back to this for a second. So you said you became a Cardinals fan because they drafted you uh, in Madden. I guess my question is, uh, what led a uh, British bloke such as yourself to purchase Madden in uh, you know an American football video game? Anyhow, I've been a football fan for all my life, like soccer. I'll say. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. But I was getting bored of that, so it was like after a new sport to follow. And the NFL just stood out. You needed more violence. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I picked up Madden. So, so you're taking the over-under on the 8.5. Uh, Keeve, what about you? Uh, you know, you got two teams in the division that I really don't like, the Niners and the Rams. So I, it's pretty easy. Though it, for, the NFC West has been pretty brutal, even, even when the elite teams play the weaker teams. So it's not like you're going to go 4-0 against those teams, in my opinion. I think you had them going 4-0 against those teams. But um, I think they're right on that line. I think if Palmer plays 14 games, then the worst they're going to do is 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, So I'm going to say I wouldn't bet a lot of money either way, but I'm actually going to go under and say they're going 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah, I, I think it's just this team is so dependent on health, and you know we saw last year they went seven, eight, and one, and and Palmer was relatively healthy. He was just old, and especially if, as Tom says, this might be his last season. As we discussed on the quarterback rankings podcast, it's very rare for a guy to end his uh, career on a high note. Uh, yeah. You know, even, even when when the team does well, like you know, like Peyton Manning, for example, though the player's not doing very well. I mean, Elway retired. Um, yeah, but you're right; it is rare. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we're going to be seeing a lot of Blaine Gabbert uh, in Arizona this well, year. Then, then this team could have like a top eight draft pick. That's the problem. Their basement after their starting quarterback because they have such a weak. They need a good backup more than any other relevant team, and they don't have a good backup. So to yeah, me, but it's across the board. The talent, the, the front line talent for one game. I think this team is definitely a, uh, a contender. But the problem is over sixteen games. Yeah. I, you know, I'm just very nervous. So I agree. So yeah, I have number thirteen in my power rankings. I think that they uh, will compete for a playoff spot. But if I had to go over or under, I think I would take the under. But yeah, it's a stay away. I'm not betting on it. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Chester, is that it? I think. Uh... Yeah, Tom, how do you feel about us uh, trashing your team? <laughs> I just like be more people to prove them wrong. <laughs> well, what's what's your take on Akiva uh, deciding suddenly never being interested in the Premier League to adopt Newcastle as never his team? Never being interested year? in the Premier League. I've been a Newcastle fan since 1991. I don't know what Chester's <laughs> talking about. So Tom on the podcast a couple of months ago, he he decided Why he needed to talking? adopt. What is this? A, an episode of explaining the bits? Like get out of here. But Tom, yeah, I, do you go to the three London games, or I don't even know if you live near London? But do you go, do you go to the NFL games when they come to town? I've been in, in the past, but I've not been for the past few years because I've not been that interested in any of the matchups. But I'm going this year right. because Cardinals, and the Cardinals have not come yet. They're coming this year. They are. Oh, so you're going? Yeah, I'm going this year. I have a question. Would you say like the what's the breakdown of British fans of NFL teams? Like, is it just sort of all over the place? Or are there some teams that have more support than others? Do the Jaguars because they're always coming and Shahid Khan is, has you know like the British connection? Do they have more fans than one would expect? I think they've got quite a few fans over here. No numbers, the Jaguars but, do. Yeah. So so unlike America where they have no fans. Yeah. They've probably got more fans over here than yeah. they have over there. 
And and what about in general? In general, probably looking at like the Cowboys, the Dolphins, the Bears. Like the Dolphins? The Patriots, because they've got England in the name. Yeah. <laughs> Is that really? Yeah, but it's the Patriots. It's like, it's the Patriots, the people who went to war against the British uh, 250 years ago. So <laughs> it's New England, not Old England. But <laughs> all right, I, I, I like how the English NFL fans are choosing their teams. All right, Tom, so so thanks so much. You're on Twitter at BritishBirdGang.com. Uh, do you know any other British Cardinals fans? Well, since I started up the Twitter account, probably found about hundreds of more. I thought it was only me at the start, so... Have you guys, have you guys had meetups? We're stuck. We've got a few this year coming up. Like later in the year. Oh, all right. Which, oh, well, I, got a, I have a question for Tom. Your Twitter profile says you are Josh Morrow's number one fan. Why do you like Josh Morrow in particular? It's because he's from St. Albans in the UK. That's where he was born. Oh, he's born in England. Oh, so he's your guy. I got yeah. it. I got it. That's why. Wait, who is that? I don't know who that is. He's a linebacker. He's a linebacker on the, on the team. Oh, oh, okay. All right, Tom, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, good luck to the Cardinals this year. And if uh, you make the playoffs, we may have you back on the podcast in a few months. Yeah, that would be great. Okay. All right, thanks for coming on, Tom. Thanks. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.